2: Okay, folks, we're back from the quick break. Inside the 10 o'clock hour, I told you the time's flying. Hopefully you are uh, making the most of your time driving or, I don't know, hanging out. Maybe you're getting ready for bed. Maybe you're cleaning the house. Maybe you're uh, hitting the gym late. Whatever it is, thanks for listening. Thanks for rocking with us on The Fed. Alright, now I'm uh, you know, coming back off of just um, you know, reading uh, NFL.com and figuring out the whole scenario here and um, you know, just talk to Marco real quick about it during the break. And I mean, if everything goes as planned, it should be Chiefs as the one seed and Bills as the two seed. But I think the like possible gripe here here could come from the Ravens because the Ravens did defeat the Bengals 19 to 17 on October 9th. And uh, Lamar Jackson did play in that game. I don't expect Lamar Jackson to play in this game, but I think I read to you that Adam Schefter reported that right now, (laughs) The Bengals are celebrating. They're the AFC North champs. Yeah, by like default. But, you know, I don't think that the Ravens organization is going to make a big fuss about this thing if they do go on and beat the Bengals because of the situation, right? Uh, You know, they could say we beat them twice, and I'm trying to look at the standings now for the AFC North in the division the ravens are 3 and 2 the cincinnati bengals are 2 and 3 if the ravens were to beat them this weekend to go on to 4 and 2 in the division with two wins over the now afc champs or afc north champs that'd be a little bit of an issue that you know i could see some people being frustrated over that more so probably fans uh, I think the Ravens organization knows they're cooked and they're in a, in a tough situation right now with Tyler Huntley and uh, Lamar Jackson, Huntley being their starting quarterback and Lamar Jackson being hurt and looking like he ain't playing the rest of the year. He, he's like, whatever, if you're going to franchise tag me, tag me, but I'm not coming back. And uh, when you look at the playoff picture right now with Kenny Pickett and the Steelers knocking the Ravens off last week. They're ten and six. They're currently the sixth seed. A loss this weekend would make them ten and seven, and they'd still be in it. So I'm trying to think like what else we need to know. Really, we don't need to know anything else. Really, we just need to let these games play out this weekend, and, and the answers will all be there. And then Monday, this will be set. Interesting. All right, let's get back to the phones. Call me up if you have any questions on that. I will keep reading on it and, and seeing what people are talking about. It's not that complicated. Uh, but, you know, I feel like they added a ton of words. <laughs> I feel like they they made it a little bit more lengthy than it needed to be, but that, that's because they had to explain every possible outcome um, with these AFC playoff teams, and it's crazy. It is, it is absolutely... Uh, Nuts, how this all played out. Monday, we were going into this game. The 12 and 3 Bills, the 11 and 4 Bengals. I honestly thought the Bengals were going to win at home and go on to 12 and 4. And then the Bills would have been 12 and 4. Freak accident, act of God happens. And that game is canceled. Like it never started. And now we're in a situation with this AFC that. The Chiefs are the one seed as it stands. But the Bills want to be the one seed too. And if the Chiefs lose to the Raiders over the weekend and the Bills win, I don't know. I don't think that's going to happen. So there's no reason to keep talking through um, possible scenarios and uh, outcomes. Let's, Let's just see how it plays. Let's just see how it plays. But the Bengals are your AFC North Champs effective right now and uh most likely the Chiefs are the one seed in the AFC the Bills are the two seed and uh the Bengals are the three seed and so on and so forth. All right. Now, we're still talking about baseball. We're still talking about the Jets, the Giants, the Yankees, we're still talking basketball. Whatever you guys want to talk about, uh, it's a, it's open show for, you know, whatever sports conversations you want to have. Obviously, the The Mar Hamlin story is the top conversation, which led to uh, what the NFL had to do here to figure it out. No Thursday night football, but we get Thursday night football updates. Um, and I think the uh, NFL world is trying to sort this all out, but it's not that, not that complicated. It's not that deep. And I think when we look at the matchups coming this weekend, like I just don't see Jared Stidham and the Raiders beating the chiefs. You never know you know, any given Sunday, and the chiefs have looked shaky down the stretch. Um, Patriots are trying to play their way in though. And Bill Belichick, he's, you know, he's not going to go down quietly. And the Bills, you know, they're going to have heavy hearts and it's going to be a crazy scene in Buffalo with their fans and and them honoring DeMar Hamlin and you never know how that might affect the game. And uh you know, going back to these scenarios If Buffalo and Kansas City both lose and Baltimore somehow wins, Buffalo and Kansas City in an AFC championship game, neutral site. If Buffalo and Kansas City both win this weekend and defeat the Raiders, defeat the Patriots, championship game is at a neutral site. Buffalo and Kansas City both lose. Cincinnati wins. A Buffalo or Cincinnati versus Kansas City championship game would be at a neutral site. So the AFC championship game is at a neutral site, regardless of, uh, you know, these outcomes. And I'm looking at the playoff picture on NFL Network right now. Yep, and it's one, two, three: Chiefs, Bills, Bengals. Chargers would be... um, Chargers are the fifth seed... Because they can't win the West, they'd be a wild card. The Jaguars face the Titans for the AFC South, right? Winning, their in. So they would end up being the four seed. We'll get there. We'll get there. It's not worth. It's not worth me on air. I should be having this conversation privately with myself or thinking about this by myself. But uh, I did want to update folks out there that might not be by a computer yet, might not be on their phone, might be driving, might be you know in the gym. Uh, Doing whatever, going to sleep. Um, They just came out with the scenarios and what happens. And I just expect there to be an AFC championship at a neutral site. Good. Good. Then we'll get to see football with, uh, you know, perfect conditions. Turf field and uh, air condition. And uh, that's probably going to happen at SoFi or uh, Allegiant or uh, down in Atlanta. All right, back to the phones. My guy Rick in Tampa. Keith, What's up, Ricky? Hey, Keith, Keith, Keith. You know,
3: I, I called 20 minutes ago, half an hour ago, to talk about this very topic because I got the tweet before. Right then, I called, and now that you brought this up, <clears throat> but there is major problems, and it's and you you got and my friends and family in Buffalo. They, all they wanted this year is to win, to be able to have home field advantage against Kansas City. They already beat them head-to-head. To lose home field advantage to them would be could be detrimental to them winning. Their, and they've never that's, won that's anything. Right. Bills always mess. Something always happens to Buffalo.
2: That's and, right, and they lost a home game this year. They had to play in, in Detroit because of the snow, and now they've lost... Yeah one of their brothers for the season, they've lost a player. Like, what a rough year. I'm rooting for Buffalo. I wouldn't mind seeing them actually win the Super Bowl. Uh,
3: Right. So, for them in a neutral site to go to, you're saying, L.A., that that can't happen. The the Bills Mafia, they they could travel, but you got local. I know there's a local crowd there that go to the games. They're not all going to be able to fly everywhere at that time of year for the game. So, they're going to lose that. 12th man. So there's a there's a big problem with that and the Baltimore game. That's a big problem too cuz right now Cincinnati's 3, Baltimore's 6. Baltimore beats them. Well, and Lamar comes off the bench at a miracle recovery and they have a tiebreaker better than Cincinnati. So that has to be that has to be something yeah. has to be done about that. Yeah, That'd but be, nothing's going to
2: be done. The NFL just ruled the NFL is king. We all just heard the ruling and uh right, fans right, are going right, to be upset, right. but I think as an organization and as a, you know, as a business with you know thirty-two different organizations, they're just going to accept it. That's why I said this is crazy. It's a crazy series well, you have of
3: to flip events. Flip a coin for that Cincinnati game. That's what they're talking about between them to see where they played them because they'll have to do. They can't just give it to Cincinnati uh, against Baltimore. They would have to flip a coin if they were saying. But the Bills, hopefully, because we all know it's going to come down to Kansas City, Buffalo. That's what this year has been going towards. And I just hope that they're able to play the game that helps out, you know, the, the Bills. Otherwise, they're going to lose again, and it's, uh, that's a shame. So, we'll uh, hopefully, this will work itself out because the way it's going. And I got a question for you. If you look at it, I was staring at these uh, standings in the NFC before. And that's my reason to call, and I'll get to that in a second about your Cowboys. But it has Seattle in the seventh spot, right? And Seattle, if Green Bay wins, they're eight, eight. The all three of them are eight and eight. Detroit, Green Bay, but Seattle is now in the seven spot. So how does Green Bay, if they win, automatically get in if Seattle wins because they're in the spot now? Usually, the the, the team that is in is in the spot now. So Green Bay, you would think, would be in the seven spot now. I don't understand that. I mean, you can look into that for me. Why does it say it that way? It would be because, because of
2: the, the tiebreaker, right? And did they face each other this year? Green Bay and Seattle. No, actually, I'm not seeing that on this. No, if,
3: if if they did, Green Bay would be seven. If they if if because I'm looking at a conference that has no meaning because they're both uh, Seattle's five and six and Green Bay six and five. They're already ahead of them in the conference. So in wins, why is Seattle eight and eight and Green Bay's eight and eight? But they're not in the number seven spot. When all Green Bay has to do is win. But if Seattle wins, which they should against the Rams. They'll be 9-8 as well. Why wouldn't they be in? So I don't understand that. That's Maybe can figure out why that's listed that Connor way. Knows.
2: Usually... We, we, Connor just uh, told me in my ear, but I'll let <laughs> him say it.
4: So it's based on conference record. Right now the, um, the Seahawks have a better conference record than the Packers, but if the Packers win on Sunday night, they would then have a better conference record than Seattle. So if they win, they would have a better conference record, breaking the tie and moving them into the last playoff spot.
3: Right, well, Green Green, Goddard, Green. Bay's conference record right now is 6-5, and five, and Seattle's was 5-6, and six, so how do they have a better conference record?
4: Um, let me double-check that, then. It's one of those things double where that, where I it's either conference record or, or a winning percentage of the teams in that conference. Yeah. I'll double-check.
3: Yeah. Yeah, so double a- I won't hold you up for that, but please clarify that for me. I'm, I'm, I'm a little sick, so I'm listening to you here as I'm laying here. Uh, and then the other thing is, all right, you have a chance to root for the Giants. Do you want? Right. I see the Cowboy rivalry with the Giants and the Eagles and stuff is there, but it's not the same as the Giants against the Eagles because we're here. We're next to it. Well, when I was up there, we're you know we're right down the turnpike. It's it's Eagles Giants, and we want to win and we want to win. And, and and the debate is will we play our players? Um, would you? I'm going to ask you because I ask everybody else when I call. Would you would Giants, you gonna play to win? And do you want us to play to win so we can help your Cowboys get the top
2: seed? No, I don't care about the Cowboys and I honestly don't want them to win the division and get the one seed. Um, I think it would be better for them to face Tom Brady and the Bucks so they're not yes. one and done. Exactly. Like I think they exactly. can beat them, but they exactly. could choke that game away. I also think yes. that this game is more important to the Eagles. If the Eagles lose this game, like what a what a crumble this last month has been for their season. Like, they were supposed to go undefeated, right? They were the clear-cut favorites right. to win the NFC East. If it comes down to the last week of the season and they lose to the Giants, who they put 48 points up on uh, three, four weeks ago, whatever it was, Now nah, I don't know. I think, the, I think the Eagles are going in trying to play this game, and they're going to use this as a Jalen Hurts tune-up game, and I'm not rooting for either way. I, I just think the Eagles are going to win. And I don't care where the, the Cowboys land. I just don't feel like they have much will, of a shot.
3: Will, will the Giants play their starters?
2: The yes or no, and I'll let you go, my man. I think they're going to play some of them. I, I don't think they're okay. going to sit all of them. I think there's some valuable guys that they're going to rest, but I've been saying that I think they should start the game like they're trying to compete, see how it goes, and then start getting guys off their feet after first quarter, halftime, third quarter, whatever it is.
3: Hmm. All right, well, we'll see. That's the big debate this week, and we'll find out tomorrow, I guess, because Dabo's going to let us know.
2: Yep, football Friday. Hey, feel better, Rick. I can hear it in your voice, You're under the weather. Feel better, my guy. All right, buddy, thanks. So looking at the conference, coming up for the Green Bay Packers, they're facing the Lions. That's a conference game. Um, That's a division game. Coming up for... Where are we at in here? The Seattle Seahawks, um, they're about to face the Rams, who are in their division. In the conference, Seattle is five and six. In the conference, Green Bay is six and five. Assuming they beat the Lions, they go on to be seven and five. Assuming the Seahawks beat the Rams, they go on to being six and six. I think then the Packers jump them. As the 7th seed? Let me go back to this in the runnings, in the standings. I think they, I think the Packers jumped them as the 7th seed, and then the Seahawks are out. And then your wild card teams... No, then the Giants would be the 6th seed. I think they're locked there. Um, the Cowboys are the 5th seed. And the Seahawks are out, and then Aaron Rodgers takes the 8th spot because of the better... NFC record. I'm pretty sure I said that right. I'll go through it again. Right now, the Green Bay Packers in the National Football Conference have a better record than Seattle. They are 6-5. and five. Seattle is 5-6. and six. Assuming they both win, Seattle will not jump Green Bay for that last spot at 7. It'll be Cowboys 5, Giants 6, and Green Bay will take that seventh spot because they will be seven and five in the conference, and Seattle will be six and six. So that's what my guy Rick was trying to figure out, and I was just looking at that. Um, there, when you look on NFL.com, I don't even like how NFL.com does this with the playoff picture when you go to standings because they'll 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 give you the teams, and it's not even clear like who clinched. Who's who's locked into where? When you go to in the hunt, it says if the season ended today, these teams would make the playoffs. Well, the season doesn't end today. Like I like I've been looking at this all season. Like, NF, how does the NFL not have a clear way to read the playoff standings and what potentially could happen? Um, on the bubble are the Lions and the Packers.
4: And I have Keith. The reason why the the Seahawks are currently in the seven seed. The Lions are ahead of the Packers because they have a better division record than the Packers, so they would jump them in the tiebreaker, but the Seahawks are then in in turn ahead of the Lions because they had beat them earlier in the year. But if Green Bay beats the Lions, they drop down, and even if Seattle wins, uh, Green Bay would have a better conference record.
2: That's exactly what it is, and that's why the Seahawks are right now ranked 7th, Lions are eight, Packers are nine. but this last week changes all of that where – I think the Seahawks can loot, can win and still not make the playoffs. The Packers win and they're in as you know, the 7th spot where the Seahawks currently are. All right. Uh, we got that all sorted out, you know. <laughs> it's it's uh it's interesting how this whole thing and we're talking NFC, you know, it's, it's interesting how this whole thing shook up the AFC, but it's also interesting how we got to where we are at the end of the season in the NFC. Like, there is still a scenario for the Dallas Cowboys to win uh, the NFC East. But I just don't think that's going to happen. I think the Eagles win this game at home, and they do everything in their power to win this game. And it's the type of thing where it's like you're in a fight like that. Giants have nothing really to gain. Okay, you guys are going a little too hard. We'll call the dogs off. You got it. You got it. You got it. Keith McPherson on the fan. Call me up, 877-337-6666. We'll move away from the scenarios and the NFL playoff talk and uh, who's in, who's out, and we'll get back to your calls right after this.
1: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.
2: I know I said we were going to move off of the conversation around the NFL playoffs, but we can't. Now that I've actually been able to sit down, read that again, think about this again, and think about what this basically has done to the NFL playoffs. There's a few teams that are potentially screwed in uh, this 2022-2023 season. A neutral site. At first, I looked at it like, oh, okay, now it's not going to be cold, or now it's not going to be, you know, raining or snowing, or you're not going to have to deal with the elements. But, like, if you're a Chiefs fan, you want Arrowhead Stadium, one of the loudest stadiums in football, to be packed for an AFC championship. You've had that. They've won one. They've lost one. No, they've won two, I think, and lost lost one. And they're the one seed. So the only thing that they'll have with this one seed now is the bye. And, I mean, the bye is great, but you want to play in the game to go to the Super Bowl in front of your fans. You heard Rick from Tampa say, you know, these Buffalo Bills fans, Bills, Mafia, the way that this has shaken out, I think the Bills get the shortest end of the stick. They won't get to host the AFC championship in Buffalo like they've been dreaming of. They've obviously lost a brother in this, a teammate in this, a starter in this. And, uh, it's kind of making this playoffs like college, you know? Neutral sites for the college football playoff? Well, that's what we're going to have to do here for this now. And, uh, it is crazy. I said, you know, this week, first week of the year, it has zapped the, um... NFL, and now the NFL is forced to have some decision-making, and they've made their decisions, and now here we are Thursday going into Friday, and this is what they came out with. And if you look online, there's some people that are upset. And, um, you know, the Bengals fans are upset because the Bengals now... I don't know, man. (laughs) uh, It's it's not great, but I, I think what the NFL is... Resting on is the fact that, you know, fans are going to be upset regardless. Fans are upset when their team wins, loses, whatever decisions made. But the organizations, they're not going to – they're going to expect the organizations just carry themselves with, um, you know, just a, a level of class because of the situation and the young man's life and what happened in that game that nobody could control and that the NFL is doing their best to try and make it fair, but it's not fair. What There's no such thing as fair um, – I'm telling you guys, I've been saying this, all bets are off. Don't tell me anyone is the favorite. Don't tell me that no one can get hot, no one can win in this tournament, especially now on on the uh, AFC side. This has changed everything that we were expecting. Um, I, we don't know where the neutral sites are. And, yeah, we'll see what happens on Saturday and, and Sunday, and then we'll get a clearer picture of the playoffs, but this is a lot right now. NFL fans are online trying to figure this out. Some are mad. Uh, some are yelling at the league, but it's kind of crazy, right? Uh, if we didn't get the good news this morning, this afternoon about DeMar Hamlin, would the NFL have still gone ahead with this plan? And if we didn't get that news, like, I don't know how this would all be received. Universe never unconnects. God has a plan. And I wouldn't be shocked if Somehow we get a Chargers giant Super Bowl out of this whole thing. I know it sounds far-fetched, but you never know. You never know. If I'm saying SoFi is the neutral site, uh, the Chargers, that's their home stadium. And, like, what if these top seeds get knocked out? Then the neutral site thing goes out of the window. What a movie. What a uh, series of events and um, a plot twist for the NFL playoffs. You you bet I'm going to be betting on the underdogs this time around. <laughs> if my fan duel is going to have a few bets on, um, you know, whatever teams plus 200 to, to win the game, yeah, give me those guys because no one can predict this now. This is going to be interesting. Okay, I've got 90 minutes left in this show. I'd like to talk to – As many of you as I can, I've done my best to relay this NFL news and speak on it, and I've said enough. Let's get back to the phones. Let's go to Emmanuel on Long Island. What's up, dude?
1: Hey, how's it going? It's going. Um, Yeah, I had a couple questions, actually. The first kind of question, or more like a statement, is uh, Brock Purdy and Jimmy Garoppolo. I think the 49ers... Uh, should keep both of them somehow uh, just because you could see how some other teams when their when starting quarterback gets injured Trey or whatnot. Trey Lance.
2: Keep... You know Trey Lance, right? They drafted him three overall or something. Jimmy is yeah. on a one-year deal. He's gone. They, they made a decision to move on from him when they drafted Trey Lance. And Brock Purdy is under contract, and he's under a light contract. He was Mr. Irrelevant, picked 256. So their quarterbacks are going to be Brock, Pur- Brock Purdy and... Trey Lance, and if Brock Purdy gets him to a Super Bowl or wins a Super Bowl, he's got the nod as, as QB1. Trey Lance is coming in as QB2.
3: Okay, makes sense in
1: terms of that. Um, second question, or more like more or less. Uh, Mike Tomlin, um, I know they don't have a really good shot this year at making it, probably, um, but he's been a great
4: coach for the numerous amount of years uh, he's had a winning season and whatnot. What do you think he needs around him in terms of coaching or players to make the Super Bowl within his next uh, couple of years as a head coach?
2: Oh, they're just in a transition period right now. I I, I like the Steelers culture. I'm low-key, 10% a Steelers fan. Uh, black head coach has been super successful. Kenny Pickett, who went to my hometown, is going to be their quarterback most likely for the next few years. They're just in a transition period from Big Ben and uh, some of the guys that they did have. I think they're going to compete next year because, you know what, as of right now, I haven't been looking at – Tankathon at all? They they're probably gonna get a top pick. I remember seeing um, Tomlin talk to Chase Young, and he said, "I gotta lose a lot of games to get a guy like you, and I'm not in the business of losing a lot of games." And even this year, where they had Mitch Trubisky and they had a rookie quarterback and Kenny Pickett who was knocked out twice, they're eight and eight, and they have a chance to be nine and eight if they beat the Browns this week. Uh, I I don't know. I think Tankathon has them um, at the 15th pick right now. So maybe they drop a little bit, but they're gonna have a pick inside the top twenty. Um, they have a quarterback, they have a running back, they have receivers. Maybe they'll they'll get a top offensive lineman. I think they'll they'll look there or they'll look to add someone to their defense, but their defense is pretty solid too, with Watt and Hayward and Minka Fitzpatrick. They've they've got guys. I think it's just one of those transitional years. Uh Big Ben's first year not being there. And uh they do play in a division with Uh, Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow and who knows if Lamar Jackson is the quarterback of the Ravens next year it could just be the Steelers um, versus Joe Burrow but also Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns stand to get better next year I don't know if they are a year or two away from a Super Bowl but I think next year they're going to contend
1: great Um, thanks for taking my call
2: thanks for calling in Um, You know, just my opinion on things and my thoughts on things I don't know none of us know Reminder, nobody knows. Nobody knows. And looking at Tankathon, this draft is going to be interesting. I remember this time last year, we were all in on the draft because the Jets and the Giants had two top ten picks. I think they hit on those picks on both sides. Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, Evan Neal, Kayvon Thibodeau. Kayvon Thibodeau is my favorite giant right now. I just think that guy's got it. He just knows. He's not afraid. And now through his first year, like, he's going to be a beast for years to come off the edge. He got through his rookie season. I love that he's emotional. He's not afraid to cry on the field and wear his heart on his sleeve and pour his whole emotions into trying to win the game. And uh, he's well-spoken, and I think he's just going to get better and better. And uh, I've never had a favorite Giant, but I just – I liked that kid when he was at Oregon. And then when the Giants got him, I'm like, oh, yeah, he'll be king of New York Sooner rather than later, and he's being mentored by Mike Strahan. I saw Mike Strahan pulled up to kind of talk to the Giants, give them some energy, and Kayvon Thibodeau, he's got it. Moving along now. Let's go to Robert in Manhattan on the fan. Hello, Rob.
1: Hey, Keith and Mary. Happy New Year. You know, I'm getting a hernia just thinking about all these wonderful scenarios. However... <laughs> By the way, your mention that you're rooting for the underdogs reminds me. You remember a, char- a cartoon character called Underdog? Of course. In the 1960s, it was played by Wally Cox. He was a lovable shoeshine boy, except when he went into the folk booth and took the atomic pill and came yep. roaring out, Underdog!
2: Yes. Cartoon Network used to play those when I was really young. Like, oh, I flashbacks it wonder- to it watching wonderful. that. He was wonderful.
1: He was baffling... Uh, uh, invaders from outer space. He was battling men from the mob. He was just wonderful. Anyway, getting back to I'm glad to hear that the fan is going to cover the doubleheader Saturday. And as I told uh, your uh, screener, I want to congratulate Seattle for t- sending the Jets to their misery. Adios, <laughs> muchachos. Goodbye till next year. Are you a are you like uh, for- Seahawks fan? No, 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 no. I'm not. But I'm not a Jets fan. Anyway, forget that for the moment. I wanted. By the way, I almost fell on the floor when you said that the NFL was going to possibly do an eighth
2: team. (laughs) I knew that. I just didn't. I'm like, no, they're not. Because like, if you, you, no. Because now you gotta you gotta add an eighth team in the NFC. And in my open, I said like, the Commanders already said Sam Howell is starting this week. They're preparing him to start. If they're fighting for an AC, he's not starting. Taylor Heineke's starting, so. Let me ask
1: you a question about not this weekend, uh, although I'm wondering what games we are going to get in New York uh, on, on Sunday afternoon. Anyway, um, the wild card weekend, which would probably be, what, the next weekend after this one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is it true that they're going to do three games Saturday, two games Sunday, and one Monday?
2: Yeah, that's what they did uh, last year. Do
1: you know what day the Giants are playing?
2: No, we won't know yet. You Um, won't know yet. Yeah, we can't call that yet. They'll they'll figure all that out probably, you know, Monday.
1: Well, it looks like it's going to be wide open, like you say, and I'm not betting on anybody yet. We'll see how things play out. Now, I want to get to Sunday. Let me see if I have this right. Right now, New England holds the uh, edge for the last team in. If they win, they're in. If they win and Miami wins, who's in, and what happens? I mean, what's what's the situation with Miami?
2: Miami has to beat the Jets, yep. and uh, head-to-head, I need like a cheat sheet on this. Uh, head-to-head, I'm trying to see, Miami, did they beat the Patriots both times? I know they beat them once. They beat them 20-7 no, earlier I don't in the year, and uh, then the Patriots beat them. So I think...
1: So, so, so if, uh, only if New England loses are they not in. Is that right?
2: New England would have to lose. They would have to win to get in.
1: Miami would have to win. Well, you know, wouldn't it be interesting, after all this season, with everything that's happened, if Miami and the Jets wound up in a 0-0 tie?
2: <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't put it past them. They're about to roll out there with uh, Joe Flacco versus Skylar Thompson. We, like, who knows?
1: Anyway, listen, Keith. Have a wonderful weekend. We're looking forward to the playoffs. I hope you. I love it when you're on. There is something about your, really about your voice. It's bubbly. It's like champagne on New Year's Eve. It makes wow. me laugh. It really does.
2: You're too kind.
1: No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but Happy New Year, my friend. Keep Happy up New the good Year. work and make us laugh. Listen, we need listen with everything that's going on with the Washington Follies and the circus down there. You know, if that that weren't so sad and embarrassing, it would be funny.
2: It still is. Major (laughs) Tuddy, I heard Craig and Evan talking about that the last couple days, the new mascot that they came up with.
1: Wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, in England, they had a prime minister, a woman named Elizabeth Truss, who couldn't even outlast a head of lettuce. She only lasted for 44 days, and they dressed up a head of lettuce with a wig and candles. Well, now they've got McCarthy versus the head of lettuce.
2: <laughs> Ron Rivera, you <laughs> should you should retire. You should leave there. Thanks for the call, Robert. My man said I'm bubbly. Hold on now. Hold, hold, hold. hey yo, like I think y'all get a wrong idea about me. <laughs> ah, no, nah, I'm playing. I'm playing. No, nah, it's a gift. It's a gift, man. Um, I I do think radio. Uh, a big part of radio is. Your voice and the tone in your voice and the inflection in your voice and your cadence and uh, the pace you keep. And, you know, there's some people that hear some of us on the fan. There's definitely people that um, heard me in the beginning of my time on the fan and are like, unlistenable. All right, then turn the radio off. It's a free program. Go listen to something else. But there's other people that heard me right away and they're like, okay, I'd like to listen to this guy. If you can listen to me for five hours straight, kudos to you. I appreciate it. That's a long time to listen to anybody. So, I just try to do my best as far as, you know, bringing my energy and my knowledge and trying to figure things out. Like, we're trying to figure out this whole playoff scenario. And, yeah, like Robert said, you know, I came on Tuesday uh, after, you know, we were all down on Monday and everybody talked about it for the first time on Tuesday. And I said, folks, can I try to lift your spirits up? Can we try to laugh? Can we try to talk about other things? We did not lose a life here. And, uh, of course, you know, some people... I uh, didn't think that was the right approach, but I don't care what people think. That's another thing I said. New year, new me. I'm not bringing Twitter heads and Twitter, uh, you know, two or three anonymous Twitter nerds into the radio. I'm going to do what I do. I'm paid to do this job. I'm blessed to be a part of this. And uh, I thank you if you rock with me. If you don't, go to sleep. It's about to be 11 o'clock. Keith McPherson on the fan. I'll be right back. Your boy KM checking in real quick right here before we get to another break and another update. Top of the hour, 11 o'clock, coming through. One hour left, KM to AM, taking you till the morning. Salicata coming up. He's in the bullpen, warming up. Something I was just thinking about during the break, you know, when Major League Baseball locked out. They, they were playing around with the lockout knowing that they had some time, some wiggle room. They, they don't care in baseball. It's not football. In baseball, they're like, whatever, you guys are beat if you don't have as many off days as you'd like. So what? Your manager got to give you an off day. We'll push the season back. We'll change the schedule. We'll take off days away. We'll, we'll, we'll play double headers doubleheaders, Whatever. The NFL wasn't doing that. It's a physical game, right? So uh, there was a, a thought that they would add an eighth team. I knew they weren't adding an eighth team because I just like, you're not you're not adding an eighth team to these teams that are eliminated, and now they have to change course in, in the middle of the week and prepare to try and fight and get in. And then also that would have taken out the bye week from the one seeds. The teams that played the best deserve an extra bye week. You need that bye week for recovery. The NFL wants that bye week for these guys to rest. It's a physical game. We just saw how physical it was. They also were never going to remove that bye week, or not even bye week, but that week off before the Super Bowl. There's just too much planning and preparing that goes into hosting a Super Bowl. There's no way they were going to take that week away. So, this is what we have, folks. This is the scenarios. There's three scenarios. We have a neutral site AFC championship coming. And it sucks because this is a year where everyone picked the Bills as Super Bowl champions. I came on air and I said the Chiefs are going to be, uh, you know, my favorite. Or the Chiefs were my favorite. The Chiefs are going to be the team to do it. Everybody's jumping on Josh Allen and the Bills. I said, what about Patrick Mahomes? You don't know what he's going to be like with multiple weapons and not just Tyreek and Kelsey. And we'll see. I still think... Uh, Andy Reid and those guys have a chance to get there even in a neutral site but wow what a what a what a week to start 2023 a change of uh, events and I think this is going to be a wild playoffs and we benefit from that right we eat this stuff up we love the NFL like I said I'm already I'm betting every underdog why not anything goes in the playoffs and if that's where the money is in FanDuel yeah I'm with it like and I like to see that. There's upsets every year. Just go back to last year. Year, there's upsets every year. So now with things uh, being changed by you know this Demar Hamlin injury and uh, you know him fighting for his life, like it that it's gonna change a lot of things. Guys are gonna be shaken up. I mean, I think I saw Ryan Clark put a tweet out there that like the next snap of NFL football is gonna be the scariest snap for everybody on the field and everyone watching. And I, I, I understand that. I'm not going to be afraid. But I understand that because it's like, okay, we the last snap we saw, someone stopped breathing, going to cardiac arrest, and now we got to go back on the field and do what we do and not think about that, and it's going to be tough. But, you know, uh, the Chiefs got to feel some type of way. The Bills definitely feel some type of way. The Bengals fields, they have great fan bases, too. So I know I'm looking online and during these breaks and trying to read in between threads and stuff, and people are upset, but it is what it is, folks. This was out of our control completely, and I think the NFL did the best that they could do to come up with some type of plan to move forward, and we are moving forward. Let's go to Jim in Levittown on the fan. What's up, man?
5: What's up, Keith? Man, I'm a big fan of yours. Usually after work on the drive home, I just want to listen and not call in. But I'll tell you real quick, my best friend died in front of me at twenty-eight years old of a heart attack. Twenty-eight years old while surfing.
2: Sorry to hear that.
5: And nah man, I appreciate it. And I'm not even saying it for that, but after watching that young man the other night, dude, I'm the biggest football fan, conservative. Get out there, let's play, do this, whatever, right? After seeing the scene, outpouring of support, I went on GoFundMe, donate to this young man's charity. And seeing the outside, like, everybody was on this kid's side fighting for him. To hear you say, not you, but that people are online complaining. Do we realize that this young man died on the field? Yeah. Everybody's forgetting that already. Everybody, it's just, everybody's going to go back to normal like it didn't happen. And this poor young man, thank God he's going to be all right. And those doctors and first responders did everything they needed to do. But I would give anything to sit down next to my friend right now and watch a game. Any game. And people should just be happy about that, man. We're two years removed from this COVID thing and all that's still going on, and this young man is alive. And that's my point, man. I, just, I appreciate the few seconds. Great point. I'm with you. I'm, with you. I'm with you. you need to feel that.
2: I'm echoing what you said. Thank you for the call, Jim. Like that, that's why I'm saying Twitter is a cesspool, and, and I'm praying that these idiots on Twitter chill, but they never will because Twitter enables you to go on there and complain. Twitter enables you to hide and say anything. You would never be able to sit at a dinner table with a bunch of people and have a conversation where you're talking like that without someone saying, hey, chill out. How did we get here? Did you already forget what we all watched on Monday Night Football? But a lot of these people on Twitter are kids or just POS, and we don't know who's behind these accounts, so it is super hard. It's hard for me. I'm a Twitter guy. I've said that a bunch. I've... I've worked in social media. I built my whole—I wouldn't be on WFAN if I didn't know how to use Twitter. And uh, the the change for me this year is just to leave Twitter and Twitter and try not to bring it onto the radio or into other places in life. It's a fake place. That is not reality. But it's hard. Like, I played the clip in my uh, open when I came back at Josh Allen talking about, hey, like, Josh Allen, one of the best players in the NFL, the face of the Bills, he felt the need— To speak out and, and say something on behalf of T. Higgins, who's not on his team, because he was reading Twitter. And he's like, I don't understand how there are people on Twitter actually attacking T. Higgins over this. And if you saw T. Higgins' interview today, the kid looked like he'd probably been crying the last few days. The kid looked like he was just down. Like, sick. So... I don't know, man. There's just some worthless people on the planet, but that just is what it is. And these people go online, and they can hide, and they can say all these things. Oh, the NFL, did they screwed us. I can't believe this. And it's like, you can't believe this. you They, you, they screwed us. Well, believe that there's a young man in critical condition and that something had to change and something had to happen because the game that he was hurt in couldn't be played. Are you supposed to force them to play that game and then take away bye weeks when these guys that go to war need to rest up and get treatment and ice up and heal so that they can go to war again for our entertainment? <laughs> I don't know. People need a reality check. I, I hope I'm hitting some people through this radio tonight. Keith McPherson on the fan. We got to hit the break and the update. Stay with me. This is my last hour coming up. 877 337